back to the Laker Room Podcast. I'm your host, Ray G, and I'd like to thank you guys for tuning in today. Happy, 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 happy New Year. Happy New Year, y'all. First episode of the New Year, and um, we're going to serve it. We're going to serve this episode. Um, We got a lot to talk about. You know, we really, really do. Our Lakers are, man, <laughs> man, that's all I got to say. It's just, man. But before we get into it, make sure you guys are following me on all of my social media platforms. Go ahead and follow me on Twitter at RAE underscore G33. Then go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Laker Realm Podcast. Again, that's at Laker Realm Podcast. Now, I ain't even going to waste your time. Let's get into this episode. So, our Lakers, man, we're too talented, y'all. This, I, I, I got to get it. I got to get it. This is my rant. I haven't ranted at all i haven't even did many podcasts um at all i'm just getting over covid y'all i mean shit then this thing didn't take everybody out but thank god i'm okay i'm back i'm better and now i gotta drop these episodes for y'all it's my time i've been holding this shit in too long y'all so let's get it now this team is too talented Oh, my God. Like, way too talented to be the way it is. And I understand it. We had COVID protocols. We had players in and out of the lineup. Anthony Davis is hurt right now. Um, The coach in and out of the lineup. But there's so many things that's wrong with this team besides those things. And it's like, damn, we do not look nowhere near ready to contend for anybody's title right now. Like, at all. At all. Like, the playoffs look like it's going to be rough for us right now, the way that we're playing. Yes, we did just have a four-game win streak snapped, but again, that was against lower-tier teams. And every time it's time for us to play a above 500 team, you know, we get our head bashed in. Um, this team, overall, as a whole, I'm a, and I'm going to get into a few players that, you know, I think some doing good, some not, but... Right now, let's, as a whole, so the game against Memphis, we was getting our shit smacked up. And I was sitting right here like, so y'all not going to fight back. Y'all just going to let this team just do whatever they want, dunking and playing and clowning and just laughing at us. You know what I'm saying? This is the same team that did this in Memphis and we lost the lead. That's all we've been doing is losing leads and shit all season. These, these teams do not respect the Lakers because they know once they get them down, the Lakers ain't going to fight back. Once we get them down, it's a wrap. The game over. They gonna they gonna wave the white flag. They don't care, and that's that's what I think this this team has a representation of being soft, um, laying down. They don't have no fight back like at all. I'm not used to that out of a Lakers team like recently. The team is the team that won a championship. Man, they always fought back. You know, they was gonna fight back. They wasn't gonna sit there. They wasn't going to let no team just clown on them like that. And this team, they just like, ah, whatever, we just don't have it tonight. You know, they don't want to go after the 50-50 balls. They come off, it's very lazy to me. And, you know, they, they, they tend to just give up. I think that you can't win a championship like that. Like, I know you can't win a championship like that. Like, you got to have some some type of pride. You got to have some type of, you know, energy. They they come with no energy and I hate those fucking city jerseys. <laughs> I hate them, man. I feel like they cursed. Yeah, we did win in in those once, you know what I'm saying? But fuck, I still hate those jerseys. They're trash. 
I don't care what nobody say. They fucking trash. But um, yeah, the team as a whole, they don't play, you know, as a whole. And when they do all that one-on-one stuff, they definitely lose. Nine times out of ten, they lose. Um, when you see them with good ball movement, everybody is engaged. Everybody has the energy. Everybody's, you know, working in, on one string. They tend to be able to, you know, fight back and, and, and make a game out of some of these games and even win and not lose the lead. But they get a lead, 26-point lead against the damn OKC Thunder. Lost it. Another, like, 19 point lead against the Thunder, lost it, you know what I'm saying, we lose to teams, and in the beginning, we was losing to teams that we shouldn't lose to, and we still, I don't, still don't see many games this season that we had, that we won, that we didn't have no business winning against, like a, I don't know, like a Chicago Bulls or somebody like that, every time we play a good team, it's a wrap for us, like that Memphis game, there's no reason we should have lost like that, I turned the game off, y'all, I was, Highly upset and irritated. I never do. I always watch it to the end no matter what. But I was so irritated. And I know that they had a little run, uh, uh, comeback towards the end. But I didn't care. Because who's who's going to watch that, man? Who's going to watch that? When I went to I went to the Dallas game, Dallas versus Lakers, and Austin Reeves hit the three-pointer shot. That whole game... I was irritated there because I'm like, no, there's no way you can let Jalen Brunson do this to us right now. Like, he's a solid player, but it's Jalen Brunson. Like, are you serious right now? They letting all these random people get off on him and and bring a victory to their team. And you know every single night, everybody knows this, every single night they're going to get each and every team's best shot. Each and every team's best shot. John Morant didn't even play against the Clippers because he probably wanted to play against the Lakers and be fresh. Fine. They contained him, but they let everybody else get off, leaving everybody wide open on a three-point line. And everything that they're going through, I, could, I can't sit here and tell y'all that it's all the team's fault, like the players' fault, because Frank Ass got a lot to do with this shit too. I cannot stand how stubborn this man is. How, like, why? You you don't want to make no adjustments? Like, none. How do you play Dwight Howard towards the end of the game when you've seen the whole game, the whole damn game, layup line, layup line, nobody's protecting the paint. You got Dwight Howard sitting right there, and you just oblivious. While we getting our ass kicked in the paint, you just like, oh, well, small ball. Yep, we got the spaces, we got the shooting. Nigga, that shit not working right now. Make an adjustment. Make an adjustment. When they start killing us in the paint, Jaron Jackson Jr. and slow-mo just getting to the paint, just knocking down layups and dunking and just easy. We went down so fast from just from them beating us in the paint. Yeah, they was hitting their threes, of course. But I think that, you know, you're going to live and you're going to die by three. I think they would have cooled off from the three. But, shit, these are NBA players. Who the fuck not going to make a layup? They're going to continue to walk through the paint, make up these layups, make these layups, and we're not, we're not doing anything about it. Like, you got to let – you got to give this team a chance, bro. That night – last night, Malik Monk didn't have it. Avery Bradley didn't have it. You got Wayne Ellington sitting over there. You know, he hasn't got any player minutes. It's okay to make an adjustment. It's okay. It's not – nothing wrong with going and sticking to your guns. It, it happens, bro. Like – you could have told Malik, look, you ain't got it tonight. It's all good. Let me give. Let me see 
what Wayne got. Let me see what he got tonight. And whoever, you know, whoever got the high hand, that's who we're going to roll with. He has a bad tendency, y'all, of just overplaying a player that doesn't have it that night. We've seen a THT game where he went like 1 for 12, and this man did not sit him. He, he was having a horrible game. And it's like just because you sit them, to me, that doesn't mean you're punishing them. It doesn't mean they're in a doghouse. They just don't have it that night. And sometimes it's like that. You, you know, if you're not LeBron James of the world, Anthony Davis of the world, you know, sometimes they don't have it, but they like they can impact the game in other ways. You know, sometimes these players are like one-dimensional or specialists to where if they're not scoring, they're not doing anything else for you because they, they can't play defense. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes it's like that. Um, Malik didn't have it. A.B. didn't have it. The whole team just didn't have it. Nobody gave Bron help yesterday. Brown was talking shit back with their players, and he was trying to hold it, but Frank didn't even give him a chance. He didn't even give him a chance, man. The least he could have did was put Dwight in earlier before the game got out of hand. No, he wants to wait till we down by fucking 25 points or so and then want to put Dwight in. Like, no. Just because Steven Adams wasn't playing, that don't mean you didn't have to play Dwight. They don't mean that. They have a lot of players that play in the paint, and that's what I don't get. A lot of these teams have players that play in the paint. Even though their center is not there, they like to play in the paint. LeBron cannot do all the scoring, hold the paint down. He can't be everywhere at once. Yes, it's a team thing, but this team is small at that. Like, we're not the greatest rebounding team. I mean, Melo does his thing. He tries to do his thing here and there. But, again, Melo's, what, 6'8"? You know what I'm saying? He's, yeah, he's tall enough to get a rebound. But, again, you know, you got to give your team a chance. And I feel like sometimes Frank just don't even give us a chance because he's just so stubborn and just want to stick to this small ball thing. The small ball works only in certain aspects. It cannot work every game. It won't work every game. And when you see it not working, that's when you as the coach make that fucking adjustment and say, all right, they're getting way too many paint points. Let me go ahead and, and put Dwight in. You ain't got to play DeAndre. Leave that nigga. Leave his ass on the bench. We good with that. Leave him on the bench. Don't even let him get up. Like, he is planning him there. He good where he at. But Dwight, no reason why Dwight should consistently be in a doghouse and you're so hesitant to play him. Especially when we getting our head bashed in in the paint. Like, what sense does that make, y'all? That makes no sense. We lose games for no reason due to that. When you have other players that could probably contribute. You know what I'm saying? Baysmore hasn't been great. But what can you lose if A.B. or somebody else ain't got it? Why not give him a try? You know? He wants to do things when it's out of hand and there's no coming back. Or, you know, we're down 15 points with three minutes left and you want to make a change. Like you, Yo, bro, you got to be better than that. You have to be better than that. Now, we went out and we got Westbrook, right? I didn't like the move. I didn't like the move, man. And I still don't like the move. I never really wanted Westbrook because he just don't fit this team. And everybody's on Westbrook's shit right now. I'm not jumping on nobody's bandwagon. You know, I'm just talking from what? Ray GCs. That's it. That's it. And 
a lot of things I see, you know, we could all um, agree with, you know. But right now, Westbrook, he's supposed to be our third star. Last night, this man went, what, two for 12, I believe? No turnovers. We know he's been a turnover machine. No turnovers, but highly ineffective, like highly ineffective. So right now, he can't shoot. He can't. He can't defend. He can barely make a free throw. He's smoking layups. He's smoking dunks. And you know when you listen to some of the sports shows, they'll say, you know, first half of the season, Russ is always awful. Hopefully, the second half of the season, he could turn it around. And I'm like, damn, you know, you can't be this bad for half a season. Come on, bro. What the fuck? What's the difference in this in this half versus the second half? Like, what are you trying to tell me that he's he warming up right now? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care about a triple double. If we're not winning, you know, he's frustrated. I seen a piece of his uh, presser. He really didn't say much. You could tell he's frustrated. And I don't get why, because Frank let him run wild. He lets him run wild. To me, I think they're allowing him to be himself. And I don't know what his deal is. Um, And it's almost like he's overthinking the game sometimes. Like he don't want to mess up and messes up, if that makes sense. But it's like, just let the game come to you, bro. Like, just play your game. Just play your game. Like, don't try to do too much. You know, but we know he's always, you know, on goal mode. And that's what everybody loves about Westbrook. He's always on goal mode. And that's a gift and a curse. And right now for the Lakers, it's a curse. Because, like, he's every in every aspect right now, he's, like, damn near bad in. You know? Um, and I'm like, bro, I know you're not this bad of a basketball player. Dude, you're getting paid – 44 million. Somebody paid you that for a reason. And the Lakers got to pay you this shit. You know? And it's hard to watch him play right now. Like, it really is because you don't know what you're going to get from him. You might get a turnover machine. You might get somebody that's hitting the side of the backboard, the top of the backboard, airballing, um, people blowing past him. You might get somebody that has a wide open layup and smoke it, miss a dunk, you know? And right now it's like, damn, I don't know what to say about him. I don't. I'm trying not to go hard on him like that because I he's having a rough time. Let's be real, he's definitely having a rough time. But sometimes his attitude doesn't help it. Sometimes he 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 wants to justify the reason why he does the things he do, especially when it comes to those turnovers. And a lot of those turnovers that he be having are just bonehead plays. Like, they're literally take your eye off the ball and the ball didn't went out of bounds. You know, they're literally drive in the paint and the ball flies out your hand. There's literally, like, turnovers like that. And, you know, as as a fan, you sit there, you're watching, it's so fucking frustrated because it's like, bro, what are you, what are you doing? Now, I don't see a scenario where the Lakers will or can't even trade him, to be real. Like, I think they were stuck with him, and he's not going to opt out of $44 million or however much he's about to make. 
Like, why would he? You know, when you play for the Lakers, you plan on one of the biggest stages. Everybody sees it. Everything you do is magnified. So those turnovers that he's getting or those blown layups might not have been as a big thing in Oklahoma City or in Washington, but in, in, in La La Land, you know, and playing for the Lakers, all that shit is magnified. I think there was a game when we played Memphis, and I want to say John Moran had nine, nine turnovers. And everybody was talking about, you know, nobody says anything about John Morant having nine turnovers, but they'll talk about Westbrook. Now, if Westbrook played for Memphis and John played for the Lakers, they're going to talk about John those nine nine turnovers because this is a this is a bigger stage. This is a big time market. It's the Los Angeles Lakers, prestigious franchise. You know. It's almost like everybody expects this team to be perfect and the players have to play to a high, high standard. They're held to a higher standard than any other player is in the NBA. Everything you do is, like I said, it. when you play for the Lakers, it's magnified. Um, the fan base is tough. We are a tough fan base, man. We are tough. We don't be cutting nobody no slack at all. But I think that, you know, the Laker fan base, we know basketball. Well, most of us do. I mean, it's some of y'all. But most of us know basketball, and we know when a player could fit a team, our team, and when this player ain't it, you know? Westbrook just don't fit this team to me, man, like at all. We don't know what he's going to give us in the second half. He might snap out of whatever the funk he's having and and, and play better like they say he, he will. But we got to win games now. We brought him in as a second star in case AD go down like he is. Bron or whatever, we still got that, you know, that security blanket in Westbrook. And he's been very durable, um, not to jinx him or anything like that. But he just, to me, he hasn't been effective, y'all, like at all. Like he has not been effective. Some of these games we lost because of him. And I think that Frank sometimes needs to, be okay with sitting him. If, like I said, if the player don't have it, I don't care who it is. You got to sit him. You got to. If you got to sit Westbrook in the fourth quarter because he's turning the ball over and he's doing whatever, then you do it. You do it, and then you move on. The next game come. We don't got to sit you. But if you mess up again or if you, you know what I'm saying, if you be careless again, you're going to go ahead and ride the pine. Now, I know some people will say, why would you sit a player that's making forty-four million? Because you have to sometimes. Like you literally have to. Tht, what is he making? Eleven million. You have to. Only player that you're not really sitting like that is LeBron. It's because LeBron affects the game in so many different aspects, bruh. Like LeBron pass, assist, rebound, steal, score. He does so much for the team. That if you if you was sitting LeBron, then you definitely gonna lose. But I think that if you used to sit Westbrook, we have enough to cover what he does. It's okay. He got he, if you got to sit, he got to sit. Frank has to be okay with that. Bron doing everything, man. Bron is killing it. Bron is having an MVP season right now, and nothing to show for it really because no one else is stepping up. That's what we need Westbrook to do. We need you to step up. Yesterday, Dan Westbrook, if you would have had 25 points, we would have been in the game. 
You know, what can we do with two for 12, bro? What, what can we do with that? Malik had an off night. Let's say they all had off nights, and that's okay because sometimes that's going to happen. Sometimes you don't, you're not going to have it that night. You're not going to have it. But you got to understand how to affect the game other ways. If you can't score, man, you better be out there trying to defend your ass off to prevent the other team from scoring. But this team, they couldn't score, and they couldn't stop them from scoring. It's out there looking bad. Just looking bad, man. Like, y'all, they got to step up. They have to. I mean, the entire team. Melo, all of them. All of them got to step up. Melo been hit or miss, too, you know. Um, I love Melo with the Lakers. I ain't going to lie. I do like him with our team. But a lot of times he got to step up, too, man. He got to stop giving up them and one th- fouls. He loved to wrap up. A, he loved to foul a player and not wrap them up. Man, if you don't wrap them up, make sure they don't shoot that shot. Just give them their two points. He hit him on the arm, and that player could still hit hit the shot and then get an and one. Like stop doing that shit. Quit doing that shit, man. You know. But this team got to step up, y'all. Like they have to step up. There's no way we're gonna do anything like this. The plan like this, we're not doing nothing. We don't have a chance against the Phoenix Suns. We don't have a chance against the Golden State Warriors. You know? We don't have the chance against the Utah Jazz. We got to get that cohesiveness. We got to get that chemistry down pack. They had, I want to say, yeah, that was the game That was the game against Memphis. Nope. The game against Atlanta. Um, ball movement, flawless. It went from Melo to Braun. I want to say to Avery Bradley, hit a three in a corner, or Malik Monk, one or two. But the ball movement was everything. But they just got to try on defense, too. And Frank, Frank, please stop playing this small ball against every single team. Again, it gives us spacing, yes. But if you see we getting crushed in the paint, make an adjustment, dog. Like, what are you doing? What are you getting paid the big bucks for? Come on. Be fucking better. Damn. That's going to do it for this episode of Lake and Run Podcast. Make sure you guys go ahead and follow me on all of my social media platforms. Um, we back, y'all. We back. We're going to do a maybe once a week until I get myself together episode. We're going to do it once a week. Probably drop one every Monday or Tuesday. So stay tuned for that. And you guys have a great night. And I'm out.